Hi and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant, Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you are currently looking for a new home church, we'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship at either our 10am or 4pm service. For more information about our Sunday service or to find out how we can best help you, head to our website at churchunlimited.com.au. We hope you enjoy this great message from Sunday service. But uh, It is great to be in church together this morning. And uh, if you were in church last week, uh, you would know that we kicked off our vision series. Every year at the beginning of the year, we like to talk about vision. Vision is critical. Uh, vision describes how we see, how we see. You know, one of the great things is Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord God has come upon me to bring recovery of sight to the blind. And, and you know that that's not just for those that are naturally blind. I think that so many people live spiritually blind. We have no vision. We're not able to see the things of God. And Jesus says that he came to re- bring the recovery of sight. The way you see is vital. It will make or break you. How you see. You can see yourself as a victim or you can see yourself as an overcomer. You can see everything as just hard. Or you can see yourself as growing under adversity. Do you know that airplanes actually take off into the wind? As the wind is coming this way, the plane looks at the wind and goes into the wind. And it's actually the wind that helps it get its lift off the ground. You know, that, that, that's kind of the opposite of how we think. We think the adversity, it's pressing against us. Well, let's just go the opposite direction, but not an airplane. We've understood that to take off, to go higher, you actually need to press into your adversity the way you see things. You can see the hardship of life as just more poop, or you can see it as a beautiful fertilizer that's causing you to grow. Sometimes life is a little stinky. My yard is a little stinky. I put fertilizer all over my grass to make it green and lush. Sometimes life is a little stinky. It determines, it all depends on how you see things. You can either see this COVID pandemic as a terrible tragedy that is just destroying your life, or you can see it as an opportunity. I tell people who, you know, be careful. If you, if you decided not to take the vaccine, and we have a number of people in our church that decided not to take the vaccine, and that's cool, that's your business. But if you have decided not to take the vaccine, don't see yourself as a victim. Don't see yourself, oh, the government's against me, and, and I can't go to that cafe anymore, and, and I'm not allowed this, and I'm not allowed that, and all oh, the world's against me, and And you know what's happening right now is more and more people are taking on a victim mindset. That's a mate. If you didn't take the vaccine, be blessed, prosper. In the midst of everything that seems like it might not be going your way, you can prosper anyway. For the way of the righteous man winds upwards. You can see it as a catalyst. Of change, We've got a beautiful lady in our church who made a choice not to take the vaccine and ultimately it's cost her her job. And you never know when you talk to her because she's got more faith 
bursting out of her, and she's filled with more joy. She's also in a more precarious place financially than she's ever been before, but she's prospering in the midst of... And you've got to believe that it's, it's all about how you see things. What you see and how you see determines your trajectory. As Pastor Wayne mentioned before, your attitude determines your altitude. How do you see things? A poor attitude, you're going nowhere. But a faith-filled attitude, you are unstoppable. One of our uh, cultural values here at Church Unlimited is risk-taking faith. Everything we have here in Church Unlimited has been a result of faith. You are here because I prayed for you to come here. I didn't know your name, but I prayed, God, give me a Henry Murning. God, I, I need a Henry Murning in my church, God. And Henry came, but Rach wasn't here yet. And then I started to pray, God, I need a Rach Murning in my church, God. I need, I need the Murnings in my church. Now, I didn't know their names, but I was praying. Everything that we have, this building, all the ministries that we have, these children... Everything we have, we have by faith. When I first got here, I got here four years ago. Paul and I showed up. There was 80 people, including children. We were meeting in a school hall for 37 years. We were $80,000 of unpaid bills. It was not an ideal assignment. I remember being in the very first song of worship on my very first... Uh, no, it was not my first day. It was our... It was our um, our, you know, our, we were coming to suss the church out. It, it was our interview Sunday. And I leaned over to Paula and I said, this is, this is not amazing, is it? And she said, and she said, nope. And I said, this is God, isn't it? And she said, yep. And, and fast forward now, you know, we're over 400 on Sunday and we've got 700 plus people calling church unlimited home. We've got this amazing facility. We're not in a school anymore. We've now got a hundred grand in the bank. And, and, you know, please keep in mind, like everything that we have done in the last four years, we have done so by faith. Personally, when Paula and I moved here, we moved here with a burden of a house we sold for a $70,000 loss. We came here, we, we, we were... We were really discouraged. Four years later, we live in a beautiful home with over $300,000 of equity in our home. And it's just amazing what God has done in our personal lives. And it wasn't because we're great or clever or even followed all of Dave Ramsey's steps. It was because of faith. Your vision, your faith sets your trajectory. At Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is the substance of hope. Hope is to be positive. I, have, uh, I am a man of faith. I am a man of hope. I'm hoping. I am hoping. I am positive. To be positive is not a personality type. 
I'm not positive because I'm a sanguine. I'm not positive because I was born in America. I am positive because Christ is my redeemer. He's changed my life. And now I have hope. I have hope. To be a man or a woman of faith is to be a man or woman of hope. You've got to be hope filled. To hope in the goodness of God. To hope in the possibilities of God. To hope in the power of God. To be a Christian is literally to be a person that is positive. And so the title of my sermon today is called Faith Positive. We've been talking a lot about COVID positive. It's not very exciting. In the 80s, we talked a lot about HIV positive. That's pretty bad too. But in Christianity, to be a Christian saved by the blood of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, living in the hope of God, means that we have actually got to be positive. Positive, hope-filled Christians must be optimistic. We must be optimistic. It's not a personality type. It's the word of God. Christians are never pessimistic people. Sure, we have hard days. But because I have faith, I choose to see with eyes of hope. My vision must be set on hope and faith and the goodness of God. I choose to see the positive. Do you remember Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh was centered around a character named Winnie the Pooh. He had his buddy Piglet. He had Tigger. He's very hyper. We had Rabbit. Oh my gosh. And we had Eeyore. Everybody remember Eeyore? I don't know about you, but as a kid, I remember not really liking Eeyore very much. So negative. Pooh Bear comes up. Oh, it's a beautiful day today, isn't it? I suppose. <laughs> and Rabbit, he just always saw the negative. Nobody liked Eeyore and nobody liked Rabbit. They were annoying characters because they were so negative. Whenever Pooh Bear had a problem, guess what he said? Oh, bother. <laughs> that was about as bad as it got. There was no expletives. There was no, he, he, was, he was a positive person and people liked being around Winnie the Pooh because he was a positive, uplifting person. Everybody loves a positive, uplifting person. They do because they fuel a fire. You know, Pastor Wayne was talking about even God likes cheerful givers. God likes cheerful people. He likes joyful people. He likes positive people People that, 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 that actually give in faith. Further, Christians are never realistic people. Let me say that again. Because some of us pride ourselves on being realistic. Christians are not realistic people. Christians aren't supposed to be pragmatic Sure, we're aware of the circumstances. We're aware of the limitations. We're aware of the gaps. 
But we're positive that our God is the God that meets us in the middle of the gap. Realism chooses to look in the natural. Realism kills faith and hope. Our God is not natural. Our God is not realistic. Whenever you're witnessing or sharing your faith with someone who doesn't believe in God and they say, that's a bit far-fetched, isn't it? I always say, yep. It's very far-fetched. Our God is supernatural. Our God works miracles. Miracles are not realistic. Miracles are the result of faith. Faith is the substance of hope that I am positive that God is for me. I am, I am a glass is half full person. Not because I was raised in America or have a certain personality type. I am a glass is half full person because I trust in the goodness of God to fill the rest of my glass up. So I will be optimistic and I will be faith filled and I will be positive. I can't remember a time in my life where God didn't fill my glass up. God has always come through. Christians are hopeful of miracles. We're positive. And you've got to get in your mind. Maybe your natural disposition is negative. You're pessimistic. Maybe you've been through the trials of life and, and you've been burned or you've been disappointed or you've been discouraged. Okay, those things knock your faith around a bit. I remember we were praying and believing for Paula's cousin to be healed of cancer, and he wasn't, and he died. And it really knocked us around, knocked our faith around. How do you, how do you be positive? How do you be hopeful when you're, in the, in, in, when you're going through those moments, when your marriage ends or... Or a relationship ends, or when bad things happen. We've got to continue to trust in God and His goodness in those moments. I have learned in my life that even when I am not good, God is still good. Even when I am not faithful, God is still faithful. It's His character. It's his character. It says in in Galatians 5 that the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the nine attributes of who God is. He is faithfulness. He doesn't know how to not be faithful. He is goodness. He is peace. And my hope is not in myself or in my natural circumstances, but my hope is in him and in his goodness. The rest of Hebrews goes on to say this. In in verse 2, it says, For by it, or by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. Do you know that every person that we love and look up to in Scripture, we love them and look up to them because they were men and women of faith. Peter was hopeful that he could walk on water when no one else was. He was positive. Why didn't the others walk on water? Because they weren't positive that they were going to be able to walk on water. 
So they step out in faith, all the heroes of our faith. Then in, in Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How do you please God? By living by faith. Do you know that the outcomes of your life are not what pleases God? Oh God, look at all my houses in my portfolio. God is not pleased with this building. He's not sitting around going, oh yeah, look at the fruit of... God is pleased with the faith that we applied in the pursuit of getting this building. God is pleased in the journey, not the destination. When you have a perfect marriage and all your kids are going great, God's not sitting around going, finally, he's got his act together. It's when you're in the thick of it and you're living by faith, hope-filled in the midst of everything else that might be going on around you. That is what pleases him. Because faith is a declaration of, God, I need you. God, I can't do this on my own. Which is countercultural to everything that, that, that Satan said when he was in heaven. When Satan was in heaven, he said, God, I don't need you anymore. I'm all good on my own. Independence and pride is counter to faith. And so when I'm hopeful in the things of God, I'm outworking and operating in faith. I'm living by faith. And so I want to share with you eight attributes of positive faith-filled Christians. They're not that complicated, but they're vital. If you don't choose to see this way, you are going to continue to be miserable. You can take that to the bank. Number one, positive Faith-filled people must believe that God can. If you start doubting God, you're in trouble. If you're not sure God can, then he ain't God. In Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 17, it says that there is nothing that is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for you. In Matthew 8 2, it says, behold a leper came and worshiped Jesus, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. You can make me clean. The leper never, ever, ever doubted God's abilities. He just questioned whether or not he was willing. You must have hope that God can. It's amazing how many people that don't know that hope. They don't know the goodness of God. They don't trust that God can. You've got to be positive that God can. Oh man, we're in a pit. God can get me out of this mess. Oh man, our marriage is in trouble. God can redeem and restore. Oh man, one of my kids is acting up a little bit. Oh, I trust God. You can. God, you can get me that, help me get that job. God, you can. I believe in the goodness of God. Here's number two. Positive, faith-filled people must believe that the God who can is for them. God is not just able. He is for you. 
Remember, that leper says, God, Jesus, I know you can, but are you willing? Oh, Jesus was willing and he healed him. Here it says in Romans 8.31 that if God is for me, who could be against me? God is for me. You must be positive that God is for you. Please don't walk around thinking that God is indifferent towards you. That is not hope. That is actually quite, eh. The God who can but isn't for me is really discouraging. Because it's like, I know you're able, but you know, you obviously don't like me enough. No, God is for you. He, 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 is, he is excited about you. He's excited about your life. He's excited about the desires of your heart because he put them there in the first place. Many of them. You must be positive that God is for you. Here's a third one. Positive faith-filled people must believe they can. It's amazing how much we believe in the ability of God, but we totally doubt and undermine our own abilities. If God is for me, if greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, if that's true, which we, you know, it's in the Bible, it's got to be true. I've got hope that the greatness of he that is in me is going to overcome the things of the world. If I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, then I got to be positive that I can. Now, I'm not positive that I can do it in my own strength. That's fair. I'm, my, I've got a lot of limitations. But if I believe in the goodness of God is in me, then I can believe his word to be true that I can. We got to get like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I can. I can overcome. I can rise above. You have got to be positive that you can. I don't know how. Substance of hope. I don't have, I don't have anything but a substance of hope. I'm positive that God can. Here, here's, here's another one. For positive faith-filled people must see the possibilities. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love God? If you love God, he has already prepared the things that you need. But you can't perceive it. You can't see it with your natural eye. You can't hear it with your natural ear. You can't perceive it with your natural understanding. You've got to see it in faith. You've got to see it. Now, now how do you see it in faith? I'm believing in the possibilities of God. I'm believing that good things are out there for me, that God has already prepared, so I'm not going into today intimidated or nervous. Uh-oh. What's going to happen today? I'm walking into today going, come on. God's with me. God's for me. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Let's go. There are incredible possibilities in front of me. When Alan and I first walked into this building, we both pulled into the driveway and we both said, I'm not sure we can. 
Then we walked into the building. We're like, oh, yeah, all right. I think I can. I think I can. I think. We walked in. It was a tin shed, and you couldn't. There was none of this stuff was here. And we started to see the possibilities. None of it was signed, sealed, and delivered. It took way longer than we were expecting. It cost way more money than we were expecting. But God came through because we chose with eyes of faith and hope and positivity to see the the possibilities. You've got to see the potential. You've got to see the positive. Seeing the positive is not a personality type. Quit excusing your faithlessness on your personality type. Well, I'm not like him. I know some of you do it. Some of you sit there and you go, oh, yeah, I'm not like you, mate. No, you're not. You're not like me. But it's not because of my genetic makeup. It's because of my God and because of his word. This changes the way I see things. It's got to change the way you see things. Five, positive faith-filled people must believe that we can. That speaks of team. Do you know that God loves teamwork? God loves teamwork. He is a team within himself. It's called the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He is a team within himself. And scripture tells us that unity commands a blessing. This is why God, one of God's fundamental characteristics is team and relationship. And that's who he is. This whole idea that I can go it alone. I'm a lone wolf. I'm just going to go my own way. That's not God. There's nothing in scripture that validates that whatsoever. Every, we're many members in the body. There's no such thing. Somebody said, I'm leaving the church. I said, why? And they said, because I'm, I'm just going to do Christianity on my own. I wrote back, give me one Bible verse that supports that and I will bless it. I never heard from her ever again. God desires that we work together in team. He wants people to be on your team. He is on your team. This is why your spouse is so important. Married people, your spouse is on your team. They are God's gift to you to support you. Some of you are like, try again, Lord. (laughs) Single people, this is why dating is essentially, it's crucial that you date God's way. Because you don't want to get the wrong person on your team. Then you get stuck with the wrong person on your team forever. And then you're like, oh, gosh. Wish I would have waited a little longer. You are not on your own. Your spouse is on your team. The family that God gives you is on your team. That In your business, in your job, there are people that are supposed to be on your team. I am on your team in our church. As the pastor of our church, I'm on your team. I just met Butch last week. I'm on Butch's team. He's my mate. I'm praying for him. I'm believing with him for some some things. Your church, God designed us to 
that we can. Do you know that Paula and I could never have done all this on our own? We needed the team. Six, positive faith-filled people must believe the best about others. You got to be positive about those that are around you. Positive people are encouraging people. You're literally putting courage into other people. I'm taking some of my courage and I'm putting it into you. That is what encouragement is. As your pastor, I, I, I'm, I, I'm challenged by God to see the way God sees you. When God looks at me, he doesn't see all my limitations. He sees the untapped possibilities and he believes that I can. God believes in me more than I believe in me. God believes in you more than you believe in you. Well, if that's how God views me and that's how God views you, that better be how I view you. So when I look at Keith and I look at Roger and I look at Hank and I look at my Henry and I look at my brothers, I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's untapped potential within them. Come on, there's untapped potential within Richard and Caroline. The, the good man, the, there are things that are inside of them that haven't come to fruition. And so when I look at other people, I see the untapped possibilities. I am positive that there is good things inside of you. When I look at my kids, I look at my kids and I, I am positive that there are untapped God potential inside of each one of my children. And so because I see that way, I'm going to nurture that and I'm going to develop that and I'm going to bring that out of them because I'm choosing to see the positive instead of seeing some of the negative of their behavior. As a parent, you've got to see that way about your kids. As a Christian, you've got to see that way about other people. Why do we gossip? We gossip and grumble and complain and we're literally killing each other with our words. And we don't have positive faith that, that God is actually for them, even though they're a little annoying. Number seven, positive faith-filled people must do, must do in faith. Jesus says, don't be a hearer of the word. Be a doer of the word. I, I'm tired of Christian theory. I'm tired of good Christian ideas that we never actually take to the bank and do something with. We're supposed to step, you know, in Psalm 37, 23, it says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Step out and have a go. Peter walking on water, he was positive, full of hope and faith that he was going to walk on water because he could see Jesus doing it. And as long as his eyes were on Jesus, he did it. The moment he put his eyes on the wind, the waves, and the storm, and himself, he sank. Where's your vision? Your vision, if it's on yourself, you're in trouble. If you're single and your vision is on trying to get married, you're in trouble. If your vision is on making money, building businesses, you're in trouble. Where is your vision? Where is your hope? Here's the last one. Number eight, I want to invite the worship team to come. Positive, faith-filled people believe it will work out. Even when it sucks. Even when it stinks. Even when I feel like I'm being well and truly fertilized. It's going to work out. 
because I'm anchored in the word. How's this great verse in Romans 5? Not only that, it says, but we also glory in the poo. Knowing that the poo produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Hope again? The poo eventually produces hope. So I'm positive that the poo is good for me. I am positive that the bad things that are happening in my life are going to work together for good. This is, now, this is exactly what he says in Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purposes. Here's, here's, here's how that hits home. Lord, we had hope that Sheldon was going to live. We had hope, God. I feel so disappointed. I feel so discouraged. I'm feeling a little negative, a little pessimistic. The reality, the realism is hitting too hard. But I'm going to trust your word anyway. And I'm going to trust that this horrible hardship, this, this time of pain and suffering, I'm going to trust that it's building perseverance in me. And I'm going to trust God that my character is anchored in you. It's not anchored in circumstance. It's not anchored in other people. My hope is anchored in the Lord. And, and, and I'm going to trust that through it all, there's going to be a new hope and a new faith and a new positivity that I can lean into in the midst of everything that I've just been through. So I trust your word. Well, I think we're seven years on now, six years on since Sheldon's passing. And it was, it was hard, and we still don't have the answers. And, you know, when you, you go through something like that, it's just like, what? why? Why? What's going on? I think why is the worst question you can ask, because you don't always get the answer to why. Why did that bad thing happen? I don't know. But the question I ask in those moments is where? Where are you, God? Where are you? And I'll tell you, he, he's within me and his greatness. And, and then so I've just determined that you can't be a man or woman of faith without being positive. Faith is not realistic. Oh, mate, you're not realistic. Nope, I'm not. I live in unreality. I live in the goodness of God. And I'm trusting him in every situation that comes my way. And so your vision, you've got to have vision that is faith positive. Eeyore never changed the world. He's always losing his tail. But we got to believe. Optimism is not a personality type. Positivity is not a personality type. Quit excusing yourself because of your personality. I think we hide too much in our personality types. I'm an introvert. Or I'm this or I'm that. We label ourselves with all these words that are not found in Scripture. I'm hopeful. I am faith-filled. I've got a God that can. I've got a God that, that is for me. 
I've, I've actually got a God that is willing me and excited about me doing it and fulfilling his purposes in my life. Would you stand to your feet? You've got to make a choice with your vision to be a man or woman of faith. You've got to see the things of God. It's a choice. It's a position of faith. You choose and then you reinforce it. I'm aware that some of us don't have that natural disposition. I think all of us would like to be there. Who doesn't want to be faith-filled and hopeful and positive? But what happens is, is the lies try to get in and, and try to erode our faith and undermine the Word of God. I was talking with somebody before the service. As we we're talking about hearing the voice of God. And I've actually, I've actually learned that, that, that part of hearing the voice of God is knowing what God's voice isn't. To know what God's voice isn't. You know what God, you know, the, if it's not God's voice, it's the devil's voice. And I'm convinced that the devil's voice actually has my accent on it. Whenever the devil speaks to me, it always has a quasi-Aussie American accent. Weird words. I'm like, I recognize that accent. It's the voice of my flesh. The voice of my flesh is not the voice of faith. And so to ascertain that which is a God voice and that which is not a God voice, you actually have to start to learn what, what you're not enough. How could you? How did you ever get in that hole, you idiot? Any of that kind of stuff? That's not the voice of your father. Would you just lift your hands for a minute? Thanks for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this message. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed by the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship.